today's live stream. Uh, I'm Zach Scriven, your host, and today we're going to be answering the question, uh, the question that came in from our Discord server, the Industry 4.0 Community Discord server. How do you document a namespace? Like, you know, we know namespace is the architecture you want to connect all your disparate data systems and data sources together in an enterprise or a manufacturer. But how do you actually visualize this namespace and how do you track progress when going through a transformation, right? We know we can't just cut everything over at once. We're sort of connecting things into the unified namespace into your IIoT infrastructure. So I was like, hey, you know, I want to answer that question on today's live Q&A. We do this live Q&A every week, Tuesday at noon central. So make sure to subscribe and ring the bell so you guys get notified when we go live. Welcome, Marcus. Welcome, Cheryl. Welcome, Alan. Um, curious, for those of you that are in the chat right now, let me know where you guys are joining from. Are you guys joining from, you know, what part of the world? Um, you know, are you from home? You work at the office. I'm here uh, at my house in Salt Lake City. So, um, yeah, it's a nice day. A little cold. Starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, snow capped. I'm looking at the snow capped mountains right out my window right now. Hey, Mason. So yeah, let me know where you guys are joining from today, and um, then we'll we'll start getting into it. Um, so real quick, Digital Factory Mastermind. We kicked off the 12 week accelerator program last week, and we got some pretty good feedback. So if you guys are in that mass, or if you are in our mastermind and you're doing the 12 week accelerator program. Make sure to watch module one of mastermind because we're going to be reviewing that tomorrow on the call. Um, you know, we got some great feedback, you know, from people who are, you know, Hey, my goal in this 12 week program through mastermind is to learn how to do a DTMA. My goal is to be increase my full stack fluency. My goal is to, you know, become confident in my ability to digitally transform my, my organization, right. To, to create a roadmap, a lot of great, uh, feedback that we got. Hayden is working from home in California. Carrie is in Paradise, Texas. Oh, that sounds nice, Carrie. Welcome, Carrie. Uh, Dwayne is FLK, New York. Tomas in Sylvania. Welcome, Tomas. Good to see you. Man Beer is in Detroit, Michigan. Alex Berthel is high from Germany. Uh, Marcus Eager, Australia. Austria Graz from home it's now 7 p.m thank you for joining in your evening uh really glad to be here marcus thank you uh mark Ma mark mamenga is at the house in kansas city lee taylor part of our one of our uh part of our programs thank you lee uh working on any uh interesting water projects lee right now uh alan ramsey is the beautiful myrtle beach south carolina Awesome. Luis, Orange County. Hope it's doing well over there. I know that's a really expensive place to live in California. Uh, hope you're doing well. Amy, working from home in North Carolina. Amy, did you get your swag pack? I, I sent out all the swag packs that we, there's like literally like five left. There's only like a handful left. So all of the mentees that signed up, when, when they signed up, you, you guys entered in your address. That's what that for, was for, was so I could send out the, the remaining batch of swag packs that um, Phoenix Contact had sponsored middle of last year. So you, um, awesome. Yes, thank you. Um, I know Dustin, um, Dustin from, um, um, you know, Canada got his and he shared it in uh, the discord. So or he shared it on LinkedIn. So that was awesome. Paul Wright, Indianapolis. Awesome. Trying to get a UNS through into the build phase. 
didn't get mine. If you guys, um, if you guys are in part of mentorship or mastermind and you didn't get the swag packs yet, you should have received it by now. Um, so if not, there's literally like a handful left. It was kind of on a first come first serve basis. So send me a DM on discord and I'll, I'll see if I can get the, the remaining shipped out to you. There's, um, yeah. Bob burgers still waiting on mine. Yeah. Send me a, send me your, uh, send me a message in discord with your address and I'll get you guys shipped out the remaining ones. And then once they're sold out, they're sold out and maybe we'll do something like that again this year. So, yeah, the mastermind, you know, couldn't do this without, um, the support of our programs. So, um, meeting tomorrow, covering the first 12 mo modules of mastermind in 12 weeks, we did record the, the, the review session last week. So if you missed it, uh, you should be able to, uh, watch that, get caught up. This week and next week are really long. There's like eight hours in the first module and second module. Then it sort of get, we, it tr transitions to like more four hours per week. So, um, you know, stay in there, keep keep going through the training, block out time on your calendar. I went through it and took notes. Alan also um, with 4.0 Solutions went through that content as well, taking notes. So um, we're really looking forward to drive a lot of value for you guys in this program. So let me go ahead and share my screen here. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Good to see you. Hey, Alden. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Chris. Welcome from Little Rock, Arkansas. Still waiting on mine. Bob Burgers. So yeah, send me, a, send me a message on Discord. Sometimes the messages in Discord sort of get stuck to the bottom. So, you know, if I, if I haven't responded, there's like this weird thing on Discord. If you open up a message, but then you don't actually hit a reply, it keeps it wherever it was in the message thread. So like I, unless i reply it'll bring it to the top of your messages your dms so hey walker hey shannon all right let me go ahead and make this bigger here all right so again digital factory mastermind um you know really proud of that program and um, we're looking to also next this friday we have a mentorship call and next friday we have the monthly mastermind session as well too so um, so news and updates, community advisory board met this past week. Um, obviously, you know, our companies, IntelliC integration, um, our system integration arm, 4.0 solutions, the content and product, digital products company. That's what we're here, uh, representing. And then also the new, new foundation, Bonnie Mae Austin foundation. For those of you guys that have seen Walker Reynolds story, the one that we filmed up in New York a few years ago. Watch that video and you'll you'll sort of get the background information on what Walker's mission truly is, why he wants to save and create jobs in the middle, in manufacturing and really to build his mom's legacy. So um, that's what the Bonnie Mae Austin Foundation is. The forward facing our uh, brand, of the Bonnie Mae Austin Foundation is adversity and success, which is really uh, it's the title of Walker's book that he's working on uh, due to come out this year. So adversity and success it's all about how to turn adversity into success based on you know walker's own journey uh so that's a pretty exciting initiative industry updates canary labs has released version 21.5 this was supposed to be on the last week's update but um you know we had the uh jeff nepper or i'm <laughs> jeff nepper uh jeff winter uh uh podcast interview so um MQTT collector allow tag values with no timestamp to use the message timestamp as fallback. So adding more MQTT functionality to their product, really sick. 
Uh, Tatsoff and Canary Labs have announced a new partnership and released new training. Tatsoff Canary Workshop. A main 9.2 feature is our Tatsoff Canary Historian. So every, every license that you get with Tatsoft, you get an integrated Canary Historian that includes 500 Canary Historian tags with any license from Edge. Wow, that's amazing. From Edge all the way to Frameworks Unlimited for free. You can upgrade tags as nest as needed and um up to unlimited with frameworks unlimited so um yeah we'll we'll um we'll share a link to that overview workshop 27 minutes so that's pretty sick you know training that was some of the feedback that we've gotten is like you guys want to see more training so people in the community are responding they see that there's like a need for um this type of content and that was also some of the feedback we got from our last mentorship call we did sort of more of like group breakouts and sort of discussion and, and we got some feedback hey like we want more training uh in, in in um in these type of lessons so that's also what what today's q a is going to be about is um we're answering a question but it's going to be practical example practical training i'm actually going to pull up my ignition designer and show you guys some scripts that you guys can use in your namespace Channel updates, 15,900 subscribers. So almost at 16,000 subscribers, growing about 700 to 1,000 subscribers per month. You know, I mean, if we could hit 30,000 subscribers this year, that'd be freaking awesome. Um, you know, 3,372 members in Discord. I think 4,000 members in Discord would be a really sick milestone, right? Industry 4.0 community Discord with 4,000 members. Um, you know, and again, sponsors sponsored by our programs, which are linked below. All right, so here's the Q&A section. All right, we got through that in 10 minutes. All right, Q&A. Martin Bryan said, Hey, folks, I would like to know how to go about developing documentation in which you can define the topic structure and the attributes of each type of object in the, UN in the UNS. So that's what today's session is going to be about. Um, I do have, I do have, I, d I do have everything kind of set up. Um, I did try, I did try, I did install uh, MySQL server on, on the gateway, but for whatever reason, um, that gateway is just having so much trouble with Java dependencies. So we're, we're going to do everything in Python scripting and, uh, like UI, uh, versus actual database manipulation, but using the, using the same scripts that we developed today, you can, you can extend it into pulling information from a database and pushing it out to a database. So. So Shannon said, or Matthew Kendall said, the um, when will the 12 week course be offered? I couldn't get in last week. You can still join, right? If anyone who joins right now, you're automatically going to be added into the accelerator and you can sort of pick up where we, where we are. The 12 week accelerator is basically going through the 12 first modules of mastermind week by week by week. We review it in our own time there's some homework and then we get together each week to review. So it's, you know, really, it's kind of like a coaching program, keeping you accountable going through the content and then also discussing. So you feel like you're going through it together with a group. We had like 50, 50 members in the, in the call last week, which was really just the kickoff call. Tomorrow at first um, review of the actual module one. So everyone who's part of that, they've watched module one of Mastermind in their own time, which is eight hours. You know, they've built out namespace and we're gonna talk about it tomorrow. Uh, any questions, 
any ideas and also like applications. So um, it's really kind of like a group discussion environment. So the book is complete, should be printing next week. Fingers crossed if supply chain issues are addressed. All right, let me stop sharing this. Oh, turn my camera off. I'm gonna share my entire screen here. Yeah, um, so here's our Discord server. Okay. So I got a couple tabs open. Here is our Ignition documentation. I'm gonna show you guys um, really, really, so we're doing the namespace in Ignition today, but this could work in another platform, um, you know, that you can connect to with MQTT. You could even do this with like MQTT broker and a Python, uh, you know, just a Python IDE. Um, but for simplicity and e making it easy for people to get started, we're going to do it in Ignition. So um, the question I want to show you guys today is system.tag.browse. And some of you guys, if you guys are more advanced or intermediate developers with Ignition, you use this probably all the time. Um, couple years ago, it was probably like seven years ago, this actually used to be a uh, IA labs module. Like, so this wasn't native to the platform in version seven, six, I think uh, you had to download IA labs from the module marketplace and, and download this uh, system.tag functionality. Um, they've actually recently changed it in, um, in uh, 8.2. Where does it say? Yeah, 8.1.2, this following, I don't know if you guys can see this here, but it said this following feature is new in Ignition version 8.1.2. Check, click here to check out new features. So I had a, some of my my uh, scripting, some of my scripts, I, you know, I had a, um, it was a little rusty, but I, I got it, I got it all working and you guys should get some value out of this. All right, so here is our namespace. All right, so we have everything organized in an enterprise uh, site area, line, cell. So this is just a simple uh, bottling plant where we have um, enterprise wide with five sites. And then we have a couple areas per site and then um, a couple lines. At each line, we have a capper, filler, a palletizer, and a premixer. Well, really premixer would be first. Premixer, filler, capper, palletizer. Um, you know, this information is really not important, but I just could put a couple memory tags there just so we can see it. Um, what we're going to do is over here on the right, we're going to be building a dashboard. So, um, we're going to be building a dashboard with information that's coming from the namespace. So to answer Martin's question, how do we develop documentation? We're going to use the namespace to self-document, right? We're going to browse the namespace using the system.tag.browse function. We're going to parse through that information in a loop in a, you know, in the Python script, if you're part of mentorship, you know. You've, you're going through Python training. That's why it's part it's part of the mentorship program, the step training, is so you can do things like this. So, um, yeah, it's sort of uh, lagging a little bit. So I'm gonna open up this button here, and I got this empty power table. So you know, power table is one of the easiest ways that you can get data into here. Is just into here is just doing like a SQL query. But what if you want to push data into here from a Python script? I'm gonna show you guys how to do that right now. So uh, command J to open up the scripting editor and we're just going to do event handlers action performed. Okay. So over here in the script editor, here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to um, ultimately we're going to do Python script to push data into the table power table. So really we need uh, to create some rows and then we need to, so that's going to be an empty list and we need to create uh, our headers. So for this example, we're just going to do, you know, uh, three, three columns of data. So we'll do column one, column two, column three. Okay. So how do we go ahead and populate this data set? So I want to do a, a simple script and we, we're going to build each row. Um, so I'm going to make a row and then we're going to, so a data set is a list of lists, right? So each row is a list and then the, all of the rows is a list of lists. So we're going to do for Y in range 10. So we'll do 10, 10, 10 rows in the vertical axis. Um, we'll say row equals empty and then for X in range three, we'll do, we're going to, we're going to build each row. So we're going to do row, row dot append X. So we're just going to put zero, one, two into the, into the row. And then after we're, after this little sub loop is done, we're going to append that new row to the rows. So we're going to do rows dot append um row and then just for just so we can visualize what we've done we're going to go ahead and print the rows here so real quick we have an empty data set really this is our data set but we're just calling it rows because that's how the ignition documentation calls it so if you guys want to know how i'm doing this just go to the ignition documentation and they give you plenty of examples but um, it's important to just be able to be fluent in this type of development so for Y, so that's our vertical axis. You know, you could call it rows or, but we already, we're already using that. But so for Y in range 10, we're gonna reset each row. And then for X in range three, we're gonna create a list that has a zero, one, and two. And then once we're done with that, we're gonna pen that row to the rows data set. And then we're gonna have a basically a list of 10 lists and then we'll print it. So let's go ahead and pull up our script console here. Or no, we're going to pull up a uh, console. You can see I was practicing this here earlier here. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play and we're going to hit that button. Oh, this is so weird. Okay. Could not show preview. What? sort of lagging here. All right, hold on one second, guys. Oh, no, I was pressing. All right, so it should be there. Okay, there we go. I was pressing. I thought that was the same thing. Okay, so um, I don't know if you guys can see this here, but here is the list. It's a, you know, a list of 10 lists, which is each of those sub lists is zero, one, two. So what I want to do now is I want to publish this 
data set into this um into this table here using this using that same script so pull it back up what we're going to do now is we're going to comment that part out we're going to um we're going to turn this into an ignition data set like if i just if i if i pull up uh if i pull up this property here if i pull up the power table so i did a property editor went into the root container clicked on the power table and then we're looking for the data set data property if i just said all right you know take take these rows and stuff it into the into the power table there you're going to get an error that that says uh it's not an ignition it's not an ignition pi data set right so if you go to details right here it's saying you know it failed to convert can convert this list right here into a ignition or com that ignition ignition common data set so thankfully there's like a little script that will really easily do that for us it's called um so we're going to call it uh data set equals system dot data set dot to data set and we're going to take the headers call it header actually so it takes two 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 input variables the header and the rows or the data you know a two-dimensional list so that's going to convert it into an ignition data set and then we're going to take this data set and stuff it into our table and if we did that correctly it should populate this dynamic list into our table there if we wanted to make this more dynamic what we could do is instead of statically defining the columns here what we can do is we could just say all right headers is empty so for each for x in range three you know we could just say Well, I don't want to do that too many times, but if we did it right here, we could say header uh, append column plus string. Let's just see if X if that should work. So that should work there. Yeah, so I need to make it a string object. So I'm trying to um, show you guys just how how dynamic we can actually make this because it's going to come and play when we're actually doing the um, doing it with the namespace. So I think it's like string str. There we go. So now um, now we can make it many columns if we wanted to. So you know, if we just said columns equals five, then we'll put X in range columns here, columns. Now oh, that should work. There you go. Am I moving too quick? Yeah, and it, Walker had a good point here. The, what's important to note is um, when browsing tags in Ignition 7, it's not the same as it is for Ignition 8. The tag engine was completely rebuilt for Ignition 8, so the same methods used for browsing changed. It's still called system.tag.browse, but it's completely different in the way that you actually use it.
Okay, cool. All right. So now, now you're familiar, you know, using this, you can basically build any type of data set. You know, here's actually a really advanced example using X and Y using four row and, you know, four X and range this four Y and range that create a data set. That's literally zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like it's like a, a 10 by 10 data set. That's each value is from zero to 99. If you guys can do that, um, there's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a, a brain teaser right there. Walker, thanks for joining. Godspeed, <laughs> Godspeed or good speed, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff said Godspeed. I did I did practice this a little bit before, so. But, you know, this is sort of, uh, you know, this would be like a pace for like, an, you know, a, I've been developing Ignition for a long time, so, but I like I said, I was a little rusty because I haven't done it in a while, but uh, I thought this would be useful because you guys wanted more development. Okay, so let's go into our namespace browsing. So we got step one done, you know, building a data set in Python pushing it to a, a table for visualization. So let's go over to our um, script library. So here's our script console. So here's the basic tag browse function. One of the things they added was this dot results. So it returns like a dot results object. So you used to just be able to say like for like sites was system.tag.browse, you know, whatever tag path you wanted. And then it would return all the tags in that, in that part of the namespace. Um, another thing you can do is you can do a recursive browse, but for this, um, let's just show what this, uh, prints out. So for site and sites, let's print out the entire object that it returns. So you guys can see what attributes it gives you. So we have four sites right now. Enterprise site one, enterprise site two, enterprise site three. This um, this is a dictionary. So this is a key value pairs. This is the key full path. And the value is that. Then it has uh, a Boolean, whether or not it has children. Um, so, so site one does have children. Site two, three, four, and five don't currently. But that's because I want to build the dashboard and then I'll go add you know, I'll go add some site, I'll go add some tags under those other sites, like as if you were bringing them online and publishing them to the namespace, and then they will have children, and then we'll run that script again, and it'll update our dashboard. Um, it has a name, so that's the tag name, and then it has a tag type. These are all folders. Um, so now I, 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 I could do a recursive browse, but I want to be very deliberate here just so it's very easy to follow. So what I want to do now is I want to browse each of the sites folder. And if we're, you know, remember it's a site area line cell. So for reference, that's what we're looking for. So we're just browsing the one enterprise. If you wanted to, you could browse many enterprises and then drill into the sets. But, you know, we're just going to browse this one area of the namespace under the default tag provider enterprise. Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger for you guys. Okay, make that bigger. Should be able to. Oh, there we go. Well, okay. command scroll. All right, there we go. Okay, so 
really simply now we can just kind of comment that part out or actually know what we'll want to do is I want to print and if you want to just print one value in that dictionary just do you know full path so you can kind of see what we're working with here so there's all the tag paths of those five sites so now we want to drill into our uh areas so for area so actually we got to define it out here sites equals that areas equals this lines equals list cells equals boom and then we can even drill down to the tag level so for area in areas and then you know we'll say areas equals system tag dot browse site we're going to browse this site full path right here. And we want the dot results. So, you know, I should, all right, now we need to do something under here. So now we're going to print area full path. So now we're going one layer down into the area level of the namespace. And we've run that. We see, you know, here's all of our sites. Here's the areas. And then let's let's repeat this a few more times. What we're going to do is we're going to build. Uh, we'll probably we'll probably build um, like a you know you can obviously visualize this already in a tree. So you could you could use the tree viewer, or you could do um, what I want to do is like three different tables. One showing a, a table with a one column all of our sites. One table with uh, one column with all of our areas, and then another table with all of our um, cells so once we get this script right we'll we'll plug it into that button script and we'll pu publish it to a few tables so for area and areas print area full path now we need to do lines equals this except we want to do the we don't want the um we don't want the site full path we want the area full path Oh, then we need to. Oh, for line. Now we now we need to go down into those lines. So for line and lines, print line full path. And again, this is very deliberate. You could do this recursively, obviously, but for the entry level developer, it's this is like a little bit easier to follow. And what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to build the data sets in each one of these um in each one of these little for loops so that should give us the lines now there we go you'll see area one has two lines area two has six lines and area three has three lines one more time so let's drill into each of the cells so for so cells equals System.tag.browse line full path. Not results for for cell and cells. And this is one of the reasons I love Python is it's so visually simple to read. Like you you read it 
like you code the way you would talk right for each cell you know you don't have to use each but for cell and cells you know print cell full path actually let's go ahead and just print the cell so you can actually see what all those objects are so um over here you know it's uh here we have the capper filler palletizer premixer these are tag types udt instances um they have a type id which is the udt so we have some different properties uh based on what what it what it actually is um the value is null um these are just memory tags so um but so for first for visualization purposes let's go ahead and repeat that same process where we print the full path so we can kind of see the tree as we build it down boom all right so there's there's our there's all of our there's all of the um cells within our namespace if we wanted to go one level further we would just say tags uh so we're getting the individual tags that are part of those cells this one you would definitely want to use a recursive browse because some of these udt objects may have like nested udt uh, tags so like it may have a folder under this udt called oee and then under oee you'd have you know performance availability and quality so you'd probably want to do a recursive browse here so let's go ahead and do that browse this cell full path and then the way that you do pull up the um, documentation here the way that you do recursive true is basically you have a um, tag type instance yeah so you have a dictionary of properties so you want to copy this and we're going to go back to our scripting library but we don't want the only tag type instances udts so we're going to delete that property but we're just going to do recursive equals true there are in in my example there are no nested udt there are no nested tags under the cell folder but like i said if you had a fold you know if, if those cell objects had any type of folder or hierarchy within them this is the level of where we're, we've we've switched over from like side area line cell to like you know what's under that cell a cell is like a machine right um a line has multiple machines you could think of it like that um under the machine level you're going to have your actual values but you still might have like a folder under there like you might have motor one motor two motor three within that one cell and so you might have a folder there so we're going to want to do recursively browsing here and then we'll pull up the results and for tag in tags print tag full full path thanks for hanging in there guys wow it's a lot of you there I promise we're going to get to an exciting part here all right so there we go no errors i love that you can repeat that point about where their keys come from are the dictionary keys composed of the properties of the item yes yeah if you notice right so if up here we print right so if we want to print site this is a folder we'll print we'll print the um the actual object there and then if under here we'll print print not tag well yeah we could print tag to see that print tag 
what we'll see here is the the objects will have different properties based on the type print i know this is kind of small here but let me see what i can do to so yeah this is kind of a lot so this is a tag yeah so it has a data type boolean right so like if it's a folder it doesn't have a data type right if it's if it's a if it's a udt it has a type id it has the udt type id but if it's just a folder uh like these um let me pull up a so here's a site notice notice this data set is only goes out to here so the site which is a folder has full path everything has a full path it everything has whether or not it has children it has a name but the tag type is folder then that's it but if the tag type here is um you know tag type atomic tag it has different it has a actually has a list of attributes which right now has no attributes but it has a value source has a value you know which is a value quality timestamp so like depending on what object it is it returns a different dictionary basically or object um if you want to know more about that the documentation is really helpful about the results objects so here's general keys like i was saying everything has a full path everything has children um has a tag type but here if the tag node so if you instead of just saying uh, addressing like if i just said uh on every result object try to access the value well that that would have a key error if i tried to do that you know if i tried to do that on uh, the folder for example it would it would error so what you'd want to sorry my screen is lagging here you know if i said uh like so if i try to do site uh value you know we'd get a key error right here value so what it's saying to do is if it's a tag type atomic if um what does it say if the tag type equals atomic then then, then do that right so you could say like all right if uh tag type tag type equals atomic you know then print um what do we say site value that should not air hopefully no oh. expecting colon no if i do my thing right is it double equals there we go yeah once i get my python code right then it'll work so like you know this would be you'd want to check so like i said unless you're accessing one of these general tags you can just go ahead and access it set it on every object but if you want to make sure like if it's a actual the tag type is of a something that has a value you'll have this little flag called tag type equals atomic tab then it'll also have these keys if it's a udt it'll have um add the following key tag type it also has tag id so this this is actually not it's missing it has tag id right so if we go back here let's just delete this 
All right, I'll just I'll comment that out just so for for reference. Um, like under the cell, our cells are UDT. If we print print um, cell full object. Yeah, let me restart that. It also had type ID. So tag type UDT instance type ID filler. Is that what it said? Yeah, it's tag type it represents the UDT is based on or off based off. UDT definitions will also have a value of none. Yeah, so data type. So data type is UDT. Tag type, no, tag type is UD instance, type ID. Yeah, I think that documentation is incorrect actually because I'm looking at it right here. It says tag type. So it's not actually that. Could be, I don't know, I could be mistaken. I'm sort of going off script here. So tag type is a UDT instance, type ID is a filler. So we see that there, but it's saying, oh no, that's right, yeah. No, it's type ID. Yeah, this should say type ID. UDT instances have also a following key type ID. So there you go. That makes sense. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. All right. So let's 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 wrap this up here because we got like 20 more minutes. And this part I haven't actually <laughs> done yet. So but you know, I'm pretty sure we can get this accomplished. So let's take this script here. Let's 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 build the data sets and stuff here. So let me go ahead and um, clean this up. Let me zoom out a little bit here. All right, so let me, so we're printing the site. Let's delete that there because we don't need that. This is technically check to see if uh, it's atomic type to prevent key error. Out. Um, so anyways, let's do this. So these are going to be our rows well no these are these are we, we need a we need a separate list so we'll call these um we'll call them uns sites uns areas uns lines uns cells and we'll leave tags out because that's just a little bit much but we could probably do like tag count or something show you guys how we could just pull some additional um metrics for our for our dashboard so what i want these to do these are my rows basically so now keep in mind this is going to be a just a, a data set that's only one column but we still need to put those values in a row so what we'll do is we'll put it in a row and we'll append it to this this rows data set like on our data set example so all right so here what we're going to want to do is um we don't need a print site anymore, but we are going to do, we'll do UNS rows dot append, and then we'll put it into it. We'll just put it into a little list right here. The, um, we'll call it, we'll just do the name site name. All right. So here's what I did. I, and you know, I, oh shit. So I'm taking the name of the site. I'm putting it into a list. So here's the name of the site. 
Here's our site object. We're getting the name. We're putting it into a list. So I know it's hard to see, but it's really just because I'm wrapping it in brackets. This is a, basically a list with one item with this name of the site. And then we're appending that to our rows, UNS or not rows, UNS rows, UNS sites. Sorry guys, I'm, I'm going crazy here. UNS sites. UNS sites that append is site name. And we'll repeat that for each level. And then, then we'll have all of our data sets and we'll push it into a couple different tables. And then you can see everything. And then we'll, then the, the, the magic moment is we'll go add a few more rows and sites, run the script again, and you'll see it populate. So uh, UNS sites, UNS areas. So UNS areas dot append, make a list of area name. And we'll do UNS lines dot append list with the line name. And this might look a little weird because the lines are like really named the same, but um that's okay like we could do the full path if we wanted to and that, that'd be pretty easy to switch at the end but all right so there's the lines um we could do a two-dimensional data set and have the line in the cell or the the name and the the tag path um so uns lines all right uns cells uns cells dot append cell name into a, a list and then we'll boom and then we'll just call it like that so we don't need to do tags here so i'll just copy that out all right so then at the end of the day i want to print those things so print uns sites just to make sure it worked all right where am i messing up here Line 33. Oh, there we go. Missing a list. All right, there we go. So there's there's our list of um, there's our list of our sites. If we wanted to do UNS cells, there's the list of our cells at the end of the day. So now what we'll do is we'll take this script and we'll bring it over table here. Just gonna duplicate this button. So this one's gonna be the one with the new script. So scripting, gotta go grab the script again. Okay, so now what I wanna do is I wanna bring, bring in my table again, our table, data set, equals data set and then the data set again is going to be data set dot or data set equals system dot tag or dot data set dot two data set and our headers is basically going to be sites and the rows is going to be uns sites and if we did that right it should work and actually, hold on, I want to, I'm going to comment about all the print statements because like we don't need it in here.
It's going to spam up our console. All right. Hopefully that works. Boom. There we go. All right. So now let's do, let's do this. So sites we'll do, this will be our areas. Binds, cells. So let me just rename these. How do I do that? Oh, there we go. Power table, uh, science. So let's do areas. Binds. Cells. I can do our script editor and, and, you know, again, this is not super optimized, but I'm just trying to make it easy to follow here. So we'll do this, uh, this table set, uh, sites, areas, UNS areas, and this is power table areas, right? Boom. You know, it'd be really sick is if this was dynamic and I don't want to blow your guys minds here, but like, imagine if you click this site and then it showed you all the areas in that site. And then you click this area and it showed you all the uh, cell or it shows you all the lines in that area. And then you finally you click the line and then it shows you all the cells on that line. That would be like <laughs> advanced, probably like, you know, uh, probably too much for today's live stream. Cause we only have 10 minutes, but you know, using, using the, concepts that we taught today and you, if you look under the all properties editor you can use this property called selected uh it's like selected row or something oh no that's the button here's the power table yeah selected selected column selected row you know basically what i would do is i would make a custom property on this power table that extracted the name of the site or probably like the full path of the site based on the selected row and the selected column. So then that way it makes it a little more object oriented, but let's finish this off real quick. So let's go back into our script and we'll do the same thing for the lines and cells. So let's do this, you know, one more time, two more times. So this is sites, areas, lines, cells, UNS lines, U and S cells. This is lines cells. Okay, so I don't know if you can see that, but basically these are the four tables. I named the tables so I didn't have to go in and pick them from the property editor. I just I just know what the names are right here. That's why naming your objects is really important, so your script is readable. But and I could probably document this more with more comments, but I'm I think you guys can follow along here. So. Now that'll give us basically every site, every area, every line, every cell. And if we wanted to go here and just say, hey, I want these three lines. Or no, excuse me, I want this area under this site and this site and this site and this site. And then we run it again. So we just brought on like five different sites. You know, there's area one. Now, like I said, it's sort of confusing because you're like, well, what area is this? So let's 
real quick, let's make this a two-dimensional data set with the name of the site and then the full path. So then we can sort of clarify uh, what it is. So, so if we pull it back up, if we wanted to do areas, so the areas, so we'll do area name, and then we'll do the full path. So now under the areas data set, we need to go add that in. So when we append the list, the row to the UNS areas, we're going to add the name, but we're also going to add a second list item now called area. We're going to get the full path add in. Now what you should be able to see is, oh, I didn't like that. Uh, alternative input. All right, so that should be good. Oh, <laughs> look at that right there. I put the parenthesis on the wrong side. All right, there we go. Now it should be a two-dimensional data set. with the name and the full path. Yeah, there we go. So, you know, real easy. And you guys can extend this however you want, make as many rows, make as many columns. You could probably put it in one table. The reason why I didn't just put it into one table is because like when you're building a data set, the number of columns, the number of values in each row needs to match. So if you have like, you know, however many rows, they all need to have that same number of columns. Um, so, you know, but you could have it like empty or something like that. So, you know, here's here's all the areas, you know, here's area one, uh, here's area two, et cetera. We got a couple more minutes. Should we do, should we do um, lines based on selected area? Would, would that be valuable? Mark, all right, so we get this question a lot, actually. We should We should probably do something just on this. So the way that it works is when you're publishing into the group ID, you're publishing a structured object in there. So you create the, the best way to do it is you have a plant level UNS and you have an enterprise level UNS. And within the context of that group, you publish a structured hierarchy. So you have already, you know, plant area line, right? So the plant publishes in as a site basically and with in that one group id you already have that structure built into it dave dave schultz has worked with this a lot more than i have he has a great answer and but that, that that's essentially what it is is like if you wanted to just publish everything from the edge straight into a uns and have all that context you wouldn't be able to do it you basically you'd have to the best way to do it is publish into a site level broker or a plant level broker, build the structure you want there with the, you know, with the areas and the lines. And then when you publish the site in as a group ID, then you automatically have that structure built into it when you publish it to your enterprise level. All right. So let's do that. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a property, custom property on this areas table. So do customizers, custom properties. And we'll call this the selected area and it's going to be a string. Hopefully I can finish this in time. All right. So I basically, whenever I select the new area here, 
I want to get the selected row and get the value at that second index in this data set to get the full path and bring it here. So then that way in my script, I can just bring in this selected area property. So let's go in here. Should we do, should we do an expression? Yeah, that might be the best way to do it. Expression. Uh, so let's grab the, so the, um, areas data set, and then we're going to want to basically get the value. Now, like I, I'd really need to get, so there's a function. To get the value out of certain data set. So advanced sort data set. No, do we want to sort data set? Uh, we want to get um, aggregates. I think it's just like, like this or something like zero or something. I don't know. Let's, let's see right there. Oh, there it is. Duh. That was actually easier than I thought. All right. So look, um, so it's just accessing it like as if, as if it's a list object. Okay. So, so it's no, it's cause I hard coded it. So it's just getting area number zero. So if we bring in like, let's say zero one, so get row zero column one, that should be. Yeah. So now, okay. That's what we're going to do. So if you guys see there. Basically, all I'm doing is accessing this as if it were like a Python list. So right here, I'm getting row zero, column one. So we're always going to, I think we can also do like based on the name, we could do like full path, I believe. Does that work? Yeah, that also works. So, But instead of zero, what we want to do is get selected row. So we'll go grab that property, we'll grab the selected row. Boom. Now this should, oh. Didn't like that. Maybe I need to cast it to an int or something. Oh, you know what? It's probably because it's a null value. Yeah, index minus one. Okay, so. All right, guys, this is uh this is getting a little advanced, but basically because nothing is selected, it has a select uh, selected row of negative one. So basically we're going to do, we're going to wrap it in a try. So basically we're going to try that and oh, no, not try. We're going to do, I think, um, if logic, if condition return uh, true return um, otherwise false return so if condition so if this equals negative negative one return zero otherwise return the actual selected row that should work all right boom so and we could probably have it return nothing if it is not selected but you would just wrap another if statement in there. So now if I select this, yeah, so you see this right here, this, this property is changing based on what I'm selecting here. So now I just want to, every time this property changes, I'm going to rerun the script to, to update those lines. Sound good? Oh, we're almost out of time.
five minutes to the hour. Is he going to make it into the money shot in time? <laughs> all right. All right. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to go, uh, well, let's just, let's just, uh, grab it from the button since it's already there. So go to the button. Um, another button actually you know what? I'm just gonna delete the button no actually I'm gonna grab the script so we'll go to this uh, script editor we'll just grab all this stuff we'll go to this um, oh. we're gonna do uh, scripting on this we'll do scripting property change so Property change, property change, property change, script editor. So basically we're gonna do that, but instead of the, yeah, we'll do lines, delete this. So um, we don't wanna do any of this. What we wanna do is, so it's our selected area, right? We wanna get the lines for the selected area. So we're just gonna do this part. Now we'll do the cells too. Shift tag tag. All right. So, so for line and lines and lines is going to be lines is going to be, um, system dot tag dot browse, um, tag path, which is the one that's selected. So we'll do the selected area equals. We'll go grab the property from the table. Here it is selected area. That's our tag value. So we're going to browse the selected area results. And we're going to do for line and lines. So it's just going to be the lines in that lines. And then we're going to do the cells within those lines. And then we're going to pump it to the lines data set. Okay. Didn't like that. What did it not like? Um, expecting a new line. All right. So it's formatting. What is it missing? Oh, we need to get rid of this. Oh, there we go. All right, so I think this should work. Yep, there you go, guys. All right, two minutes over. So these are the lines for area two. There's three lines, then there's six lines. Oh, it's a little slow. So there's six lines for um, this area. These are the lines for this area. Let's let's have it update the cells too, because might as well. Um, I just need to put that in the property change script. And if you guys have any questions, type them in now. There's a little bit of a delay, so I'll get to them um, right before we close out here. So then we're gonna do um, lines to data set cells cells UNS cells for table cells. All right, do this again. So I want to click this area. There's the cells for that area. Boom, here's the cells for this area. This one has a lot of lines, so there's a lot of cells. Here's this area, it just has one, right? If I, if I made a new area under like site two, that was empty, new tag folder area, back. And I run the button again should see it there. Here's area. Zach has no lines, has no cells. 
All right, guys. All right. That's it for today. <laughs> Let me pull it back out. You're a wizard, Harry. Mark Ritchie, Zach's tips and tricks. Thanks, man. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Marcus. Five minutes to the hour. Is he going to make it to the money shot? Yeah, <laughs> the money shot. Thanks, Cheryl. All right, guys. If you guys have any questions, leave them in the Discord. We're gonna call it. We're gonna call it for today. Five minutes over. So I actually have a meeting. I got to jump on. So see you guys tomorrow. Peace.